for our diving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day And welcome to Raw Recovery, a Trudging Together podcast. My name is Dion Miller, and I am the host of Trudging Together. Um, I'm a little bit more saddened today. I miss Jill. Jill, we miss you over here. Um, if we could keep some prayers out for her, I would appreciate it. She is currently on medical leave. Do not worry. She is recovering. Okay. So we've gotten past hard stuff. Now we just need to let's show prayers her way. Um, so my guest today, I've actually been waiting for like three months to ask her and is because of the way that you, it's because of the way that she speaks guys and kind of timing's kind of everything. We're coming up on a year of this Corona crap, right? Look, we all made it, man. We all made it. Right. But if it wasn't for this Corona crap, I would have never met Corey. Okay, so that's what's cool about a see AA always strives. We're always moving forward. We are going to be there for each other. Now, Corey and I be able to come friends, um, you know, and I don't I don't keep too many friends. Um, and she also, you know, anyway, instead of me telling her story, let's introduce Corey. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking your time. Hi, no problem. Yeah, uh, you guys, she's very soft spoken. Don't buy it. <laughs> also, I knew, and I knew why I was waiting. I didn't know why, but I knew because, uh, Corey, you just celebrated 10 years of sobriety. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That, double digits, man. I've hit double digits before. And it is a different feeling. How do you, how do you feel about, you know, okay, because this, and this is my own thing, but People say I'm a person in long-term recovery. Okay, for me personally, long-term recovery is 10 years or more. So to me, you have now have long-term recovery and you're an Ulster. Okay. Yeah. So great job. That's a those are the benefits that we get. Do, do you feel any different? No, I feel okay. the same. Like I feel more mature. Okay. Than I did before. Yeah. Well, I noticed yesterday you were saying that you were feeling blessed. A lot of times mm -hmm. people are like, I'm grateful, but, but you said, I feel blessed. What happened that made you feel really blessed yesterday? I think just like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I think just like living, living this life, right? Okay. Like, um, because like I normally say in a meeting, um, when I came in, I was nothing but a child, right? I acted right. like a child. I did things like a child, and I wanted my way. Mm -hmm. right? And um, so, walked through the years, and you know, I grew into this woman that I am, physically and now mentally as well, mm -hmm. right? And like, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just like if been really exciting because at my cake you know I had my pastor at my cake and I had people from the states I had people from 
different parts of Canada and stuff. So it wasn't just like, it's really cool to be able to um, like have people from all over the world mm-hmm. in one place. Yeah. Right. That is really neat. And, and you guys, I'm going to let you know, we are getting a little crackling. That is that we are both, we're both okay. So that hopefully that'll mm-hmm. clear up. If not, I'll try and take care of it in post-production, but it's just, you know, with what we do, you know, I don't make money off of this. I don't have some producer does it. So we're going to, but we're going to go with that because I can still hear you. Great. So <laughs> I just want to make sure people were aware of that. Um, that is really neat that, you know, we get to, realize all of that but i i really feel like we're talking about the end now so let's kind of go let's get in our way back machine here okay um so did you grow yeah now now Corey's from canada did you grow up in canada yes um okay. i was born and raised in vancouver british columbia okay and um i came from a home that was very dysfunctional and not um, not safe to say the least. Okay. Um, and I was born and then my birth mother gave me to her like second cousin or something to raise okay. me. Um, so I'm kind of, like, I don't know how that really worked. Like how I was if I was adopted or if I was or if they just did it and didn't say anything to anybody yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. heck that was you know, oh you know life was different back then and with you yeah. know when government isn't is wasn't involved right so that's got to be kind of confusing and feeling yeah. you left like you don't belong that's mm-hmm. how I would feel yeah like I've met family and I'm like hi I'm Corey they're like uh yeah I'm your cousin I'm like yeah. <laughs> Hang my head in shame, right? <laughs> but like at the same time, to be fair on my part, like I feel that us native people, we kind of populate, we're kind of like <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> but we're kind of like bunnies. Yeah. Right? We just reproduce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I That's got... coming from a native person, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Mormon. So I can kind of, you know, my sister is also my third cousin. I, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a weird family. My, even my son and my stepdaughter um, are married and have a child. You know, we're, oh, wow. we're a very open family. Well, Shannon and I love that because we didn't have, get to have a kid. She was my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to have a kid. So their little baby is pretty much what our, you know, so we're getting, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we're, we're open-minded and, and things. So, um, so did your second cousin raise you or was it kind Um, of a family affair? Okay. No, she raised me and we lived in, um, sorry, on my reserve, which is in the Lit Bay, which is, um, like a ferry ride from Vancouver Island. Okay. So I'm not going to get into all of it. You probably just confuse us staters. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> 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 We're so, easily confused down south here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, I grew up there for some time. Okay. Um, some, like, some, like, things had happened to me there. Okay. That, like, 
I just don't feel comfortable saying yet. Nothing like, wrong I'll, with that. Yeah. I'll say it in a meeting, but <laughs> we are saying it on That's okay. You know what? That's okay. You know, again, this is your show. We we share what we feel we need to. Maybe right. God doesn't want you to go down that path right now. That's okay. Exactly. So, um, and then my mom who raised me, um, she had gotten into it with an ex-boyfriend. Okay. Um he moved out, and in my opinion, only my opinion, mm-hmm. she was addicted to him, right? Okay. And so um, we moved, then moved from Alert Bay to Vancouver. Okay. And that was, like, such a huge culture shock for me. Oh, okay. Because Alert Bay is this island, right? And uh. all family, all yeah everybody knows each other and yeah and then you so did you have to you probably had to um start working on some survival skills at that point yeah 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 so yeah and i guess like at that point was when i decided i'd be whoever the person wanted me to be okay yeah so if my teachers wanted me to be a certain way i acted like that um if kids in school wanted me to be whatever, I was that person for them. Wow. Um, and I mean, yeah. So a lot and, of stuff has happened. You know, and I'd like to, I'd like to say you really, you're. I know that you're a people watcher now. Now I know. Yes. <laughs> See, and well, I'm a people watcher too, so I know this stuff. Um, and not many people did, because that's what I did when I was young. I didn't really feel like anybody wanted me around or I wasn't a part of, so I did a lot of people watching. And I would wear these different masks. And all I was really was just manipulating them to like me, is all I was mm-hmm. doing. And it never felt okay. Right, yeah. I always, I always felt like I was somebody else or that I had to be somebody else to just to have people around me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was pretty disparaging. Yeah. But um, something I always made, got made fun of was that I wasn't the smartest kid in school. Okay. But I also, like, was able to make friends with the teachers. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always been easier for me to make friends with people who are older than me. Yeah. Right? And because, um, like... I find that a lot of people around my age um, act the way I used to act, right? Sure. So they're manipulative, yeah. conning, um, you know, they, some of them go to meetings and they're like, oh, I got to get dressed up. It's Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. And they wear those low cut shirts and everything else. And I'm like, I don't really want that in my life. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. So how old were you? What was your drug of choice? Drinking or? Drinking. Well, you know, that was the main thing. Sure. Um, It always leads to more stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But before that, um, it was like cutting and I did do prescription pills as well. Um, But that was the last resort to try to kill myself. Okay. Do you mind if I talk to you about cutting a little bit? Nope, okay. Now, the reason that I want to talk to you about cutting, I didn't go through it myself, but I've known plenty of 
it usually seems to be with women. Now, men are not necessarily out of that picture, but a lot of times it's it's women. Right. What what's the concept there that when you're cutting, does it does it actually make you feel better when you're doing that? And I kind of know the answers to this, but not maybe not everybody listening does. So right. maybe somebody's cutting and they don't know and maybe they don't know why. Right. Well, like for me, honestly, it was that I just didn't feel anything. And okay. so I didn't even feel alive. And so when I would cut myself, the blood would come gushing out and I'm like Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, and I think it's Goo Goo Dolls that says it. Um, you bleed just to know you're alive. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot more sense to me now, because of my PTSD. Sometimes I have to bring myself into reality, and touching things, doing touching things around you that you know are there, are one of mm-hmm. those things. So now I really do understand that. Thank you. Right. Thank you very you're much. So. So you started out with cutting and pills. That's where it kind of started for you? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like I said, cutting was more of a thing to do when I didn't feel alive. Um, I had a lot of pain in my life of um, like sexual abuse, mental abuse. Okay. Right. So like all that abuse that they list, Mm -hmm. I've been through. Right. Yep. Um, and so I, I also like grew up thinking I was like my mom's savior. Right. Okay. And I would save her from any man that tried to hurt her. Okay. Um, and it just obviously never worked out. Right. Mm-hmm. I never, um, if anything, I was the black sheep and I was the one that was always wrong. Yep. Right. Um, because like I said earlier, she had an addiction to men, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I mean, being like five years old, that doesn't compute in the brain. No, and not so, the same way. Definitely not. No. You just and, know mom is hurting. That's all yeah. you know. Yeah, no. exactly. So, um, no matter, like I felt that no matter what I did, no matter what I said, like I was always the one that was at fault. So I stuffed all those feelings and all the pain that I had gone through as like an even younger child, mm-hmm. you know, was on my heart. And so um, when, when I got to like, I don't know, elementary school, like a little bit older elementary school, that's when I started cutting myself. And okay. I remember hearing friends talk about that. And in my brain, I was like, and I probably even said it out loud. Uh, I had said, you know, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I love you. Why can't you see that? Yeah. And um, I remember people telling me, why would you do that? I love you. Mm-hmm. Right? And it just didn't it well and it wasn't the person I wanted to say I love you okay right yeah um because I already had in my brain you know I want to hear it from my family I want to hear it from right mm-hmm. any one of these people on this list yeah. I'm, none of I'm them 50 years it. old and I still want my mommy's attention yeah I I still yeah. I and I try and avoid using my mom to make myself feel better Oh, she doesn't appreciate that either. It just makes yeah. her feel used, you know? So, 
Yeah, that's a and that's a tough one. And I, you know, and I have to because I've gotten to know you, Corey, and you're pretty intelligent. I don't think that you. you were doing bad in school. I think you were just bored. I was bored. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they didn't think I was doing very well. They put me in special ed, all these other things. I'm actually a very, very intelligent person. I just didn't felt like I belonged anywhere. I couldn't even tell you any of my teacher's name until fifth grade because none of them meant anything to me. I couldn't tell you who I grew up with. The things that are important to me, I remember because they had Mm -hmm. no effect on my life aside from the fact that I don't want to be like you. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me a lot. So I was always searching and I never had myself, I didn't have a father figure. So I was always looking to other men for all this stuff. And then after a while, I just, all my friends were women because, because that's why I could. And I think alcoholics do that. All of us do that. Every alcoholic I talk to, we all say the same thing. I get along with the other gender better. No, that's a lie guys. That's a lie. (laughs) No, when you're drunk, you love the other gender more. Okay. Um, yeah, so I grew up with an idea of what I wanted and who I wanted in my life. Um, it was very skewed, right? And, um, I thought that all I wanted was love Mm -hmm. and which is probably true. Like what child doesn't want love, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I did and said things. Uh, to get the love that mm-hmm. I needed from the people who couldn't give it to me. Yeah. And today I can say they couldn't give it. Like if yeah, you were asked me 10 yeah. years ago, no. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. And, and, and why do you think that is that they um, couldn't give it to you? I think that it's just that they're just like I was, but they're so lost in their story. Yeah. Right. And like they had their own idea and they're like, like my counselor says to me, because I go for outside help. Um, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, she just, she's stuck, right? Yeah. She's in this place, and she doesn't know how to get out. And she's yeah. been there for, like, how many years, mm-hmm. right? And I made a choice Yeah. of that's not going to be my story. Yeah. And, you know, for for me, I just came to the conclusion that I didn't know how to love. And so therefore, how could I expect, you know, I had to learn, I, you know, it wasn't until I got sober that I learned what love actually was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had a pretty good concept of it growing up and stuff. Um, You know, my mom's in the program, a lot of people in the program, um, you know, and in our house, we believe in unconditional love. You know, we do things for each other. We don't expect anything in return around here. Um, and that's how we work. So, but I'd like to get back to your, to your story here. Um, and uh, so we were, it looks like we were coming up on junior high, high school kind of stuff. What happened in there? Cause I, I have a feeling that the drinking is going to get pretty heavy shortly. (laughs) Um, well, (laughs) to be honest, because of the events that had happened in my life, um, it just started with drinking, um mouthwash 
Right when okay. I was like four years old. Oh wow! And okay. Didn't understand why the adults told me not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, and I remember sitting in the bathroom thinking, "I'm gonna drink this all because it Ooh. tastes good." Yeah. Right. Ooh, minty. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, I mean, like throughout my older childhood, I guess, like I did. I was the person, the child that cleaned up after the adult, right? Yeah, yeah. And so most black um, sheep do, <laughs> right? Because I we do. Their we well, and we pay the bills. We do all sorts of stuff. They have no idea that we did. Yeah, exactly. Black sheep rule, rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I remember. Um, I never remember the name of the beer. I think it's Pilsner. And it had like the train and bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so excited for that, right? To clean it up because I would sit there and count each bunny rabbit. Okay. And then take a drink because <laughs> there was stuff left in it. I was, and I didn't understand why the adults told me not to drink it. Yeah, I mean, it tastes I... so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, like. I I had this idea of what I wanted for my life, right? Okay. So I was never going to drink. I was never going to do this. And all these nevers, which came true in my life. And okay. <laughs> um, I thought that maybe I was just a social drinker. Yeah. And everything would be okay. Sure. <laughs> and um, I remember one night my friend, and this was me in... Um, college. Um, okay. She's like, "Hey, like, come, come for dinner." And I was like, "Okay." And so, I'm when, like, out here you're allowed to drink at like 19. Okay. So I was at the legal drinking age. Okay. So I ordered myself a drink, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, tastes good, whatever, right?" Um. Then her friend, who is a male, said, hey, how about we all go to my house? Okay. Right? And I was like, hmm, I feel like this is stranger danger right now, but mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> I'm still in the business of pleasing everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's like, yeah, we'll all buy our own booze. I had no money. I was a college student mm-hmm. right? um, who really didn't do anything but pay for school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we go, we get back to his place, all like four of us, I think, and he starts giving me shots of whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I drank, but I drank something. Okay. And that was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, we'll get you good and drunk. Don't worry. And I okay. was like, what? Like, like I knew that like something in me knew that it wasn't going to be a safe scenario okay but I just kept going okay because everybody else was mm-hmm. and I'm one of those drunks that always remembers okay <laughs> like Uh-oh. I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse yeah. <laughs> um and so he got me to that stage of being really drunk Okay. And I mean, and I also did too, because I never said no. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I have to own my part in that. And um, 
I remember him looking at me and saying, are you drunk enough yet? I'm mm. like, what? And I was like, just give me a couple more. He's like, okay. And yeah, and then we, home. Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> and then we went downstairs. Okay. Right, just him and I. Okay. And one thing led to another. And for me, out of um, the abuse, that was my first time. Okay. Right? And I was drunk. Okay. And the shame and the guilt that came with that. Yeah, because you weren't planning. That was not your plan, was it? No. No, not at all. And so... um, Alcohol takes away so much from us, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry, alcohol just pissed me off. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm over it now. Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm not sorry. I'm being mad for you, but yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so eventually, like, well, I had gone to Vancouver to go visit some friends who were okay. non-alcoholics, and one of them went to an AA meeting, and um, I don't know what came over me. Okay. And I was like, "Can I come with you?" Right. It's that people pleasing thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. No, you actually. So, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. I so love your story. I'm just loving this, and I I probably been talking too much. I'm gonna be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, this is an AA, which stands for alcoholic. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll be fine. Okay. Right. <laughs> So I go, and it's halftime, and this woman looks at me, and she's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, hi, I'm Corey. I'm not an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) And she was so defensive (laughs) and, like, angry that she was, because in my brain, she assumed that I was That you were, too, yeah. Right? And that was probably, like, not even the closest thing to the truth, because, like, most people are generally nice. Yeah. Like, like, especially if you say you're a newcomer. Yeah. <laughs> and do, so, do you know what somebody without a drinking problem says if another person says you might have a drinking problem? You're a normal person says, what? Oh, I might. I should take a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. What? Don't you, don't call me an alcoholic. No. Right. But a normal person, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're so funny. Exactly. And so um, I was looking for a fix for me. Okay. And it didn't have to be alcohol. It didn't have to be pills or cutting. Okay. Right? Just going to leave that one open there. And um, that fix never really came. Okay. Because I, even though I just wanted it, I was also a little picky. Right? Yeah. Um, and plus nobody really, like, I thought, you know, go to an Alcoholics Anonymous, anonymous meeting, mm-hmm. people jump all over that, you know, mm-hmm. not this one. Nope. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so skip like a couple months and things are going on now, right? Okay. So I'm thinking maybe I'll stop drinking for a little bit. Um, I get to seven days and I'm like, wow, early. Yeah. I'm not doing Alcoholics Anonymous. Oof. And 
So I don't remember, like, I didn't remember that I had gone to an AA meeting. Okay. Right, from before. Um, and so I decided, I was living in Abbotsford at the time, and I decided to call somebody, hmm. um, like the AA hotline. I don't know where that came from. Well, okay, obviously it came from God, right? And, like, it just wasn't the first thing on my brain. And sure. so I called, called the number and a lady answered. And I was okay. like, well, thank God, it's a woman, yeah. <laughs> right? And um, she was like, she tells me that there's a meeting at that night um, 10 years ago. And she says, you know, like, or well, a little bit. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and she, <laughs> she says, I can come pick you up. Wow. Like, okay. And again, I don't know where that voice is coming from. Sure. Right. And um, I have no clue what kind of car she drives. I don't know what she. You don't know like. her. You know her first name, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Talk about talk about doing something not even knowing you have face yet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. Pretty and cool. So go to that meeting, and I am not happy. Okay. Right. Because I, I mean, it was like seven days of me not drinking. Yeah. Going that shit crazy. Yeah. And you needed some <laughs> relief. You needed yeah. it. Yeah. And so it was an all women's meeting. Thank Even better. <laughs> yeah. And so um, this woman came up to me and she had become like a really close friend at the, like for some time. Okay. And she wasn't then. <laughs> she was <Okay>. the enemy. <laughs> right? Because she's all, all right. happy, go lucky. Uh, like, grateful but... people. <laughs> right? When you have she... seven days and no relief, you don't want to hear about gratitude. No. Don't. <laughs> no, none at all. It's like, um, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a very angry person, and she. Okay. Like, we went through the whole introducing ourselves. I was very angry. I can't even replay that. Like, I see it in my brain, but I try to do it for others, and I can't. And good on you. Good on you. That is cool. That is really cool. That means that you have gone beyond um, to work on certain things. um, And that you did your steps. That that you probably went pretty in-depth on your steps. Yeah. So. Not right away. We'll get, we're, yeah. We'll get so, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, this woman, you know, was just so bubbly, so happy. And I was like, just get me the way, get me away from her, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't want to even be here. Um, and so for some reason, though, I kept going to AA meetings. And um, yeah. And so, um, I, I got a sponsor. I did some step work. My very first sponsor lived maybe half an hour to an hour away from me. Okay. And I thought that was a great idea because I didn't know what a sponsor was and <laughs> that they needed to be. That means they can't sponsor. stop by my house. <laughs> Exactly. I've been there. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And um, 
we had gone through the steps though a little okay. bit and the first step five i did was it wasn't even with her she told me to go see somebody that she knew mm-hmm. and that she had prayed about it and it's all good that's where you have to go okay my inside said no okay. i want to do it with you so finally i bowed down to what her wishes were and i just i went to this woman's house she said I get there, she looks at her watch, and she says, yep, an hour ago. Okay. Everything in me shut down. Yeah, I would have walked out. Yeah. If well, I would have made it, I don't know. Yeah. I don't go to people's houses to tell them a lot of shit about me Yeah. that I don't know, and yeah. then put a time... That'd be pretty... I'm sure it works for some people, but I'd be pretty uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I've got to yeah. know somebody before I can. I'm yeah. honestly, if I was going to go tell somebody that I don't know, it would be a therapist because at least then I got HIPAA on my bat on my bed side. Yeah. This person, exactly. I don't know you from Adam. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so that was my first step five encounter. I okay. like it. Yeah. I didn't even get anything out. I just sure. but you know, the little band-aid stuff. Yeah. And um, so it definitely took me a long time to do the stuff, oh, right? Like, I nothing mean, wrong I, with that. Yeah. Like, I live it today, um, and I try to remember, you know, what I need to do and stuff. However, um, yeah, so um, give me a few months. And I get into a third stage house. Okay. And I'm only like not even a month sober yet. All right. And I get into this third stage. Okay. And so I think I'm like Queen AA. Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> I went from living on my own with roommates. Okay. To a third stage house. Okay. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> and, but I'm queen shit, don't you know? Um, <laughs> and so, um, I did my step work and I finally got out of myself of doing, you know, the steps one, two, and three. Okay. Four, I finally did. I was very good at saying, yes, Dion, I did my step four. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was really hard. Does that sound like somebody who just did a step four? No, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so <laughs> my sponsor who lived in Abbotsford, so she was closer to this one, um, you know, was like, okay, um, so you're close to your step five. You need to pick somebody. So I picked somebody who was um, one of the people who worked in the recovery house. That I lived. Okay. All right. And so... I actually started doing a step four. Ah. It was painful, right? It is painful. But, but doing step that four step is the, five. Yeah. Well, step four is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life, ever. Oh, I just yeah, wanted to stick sure. that in there. The hardest. Anybody yeah. that does their step four, I have respect yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. A thorough um, one. Yes, a thorough one. Um, So I did a step five with this woman who is of Aboriginal descent, just like I am. Okay. And so it was a little bit more interesting, I guess is the word to say. 
Okay. And um, it was really cool. I loved it. Yeah. And um, that was the first time that I I had seen like this bright light, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw like I okay. I'm just gonna share. Okay. I saw like what my thoughts of Jesus would look like. Okay. Everywhere. Wow. Right? And I was like. I love this. I never want to get off this high, right? Yeah. And so um, I never really had an hour to myself, like step, like they suggest. In step six, yeah, six yeah. or seven. Yeah, but it was just like I went out with this woman who did my step uh, five with me. Okay. And it was just, it was amazing, mm-hmm. right? Because I felt free. Yeah. Um, That's what I mattered. Was, yeah. But I was still looking for love in mm-hmm. all the wrong places. Sure. Right? The and number one song on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It comes up in almost every podcast. <laughs> looking yeah. for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember this person um, saying to me after, you know, our experience and stuff, she said, I'm doing 12-step work. Because I met him in a meeting. Okay. He wasn't doing 12-step work. Um, okay. <laughs> right? Like He was doing 13-step like, work. Yeah. He was like, this is how I get back. Mm-hmm. Like, so something in me knew that was wrong. But I still went with it. Sure you did. Right? Yeah. Because I didn't know any better. Exactly. Right? And mm-hmm. so when I see... Okay, wait. No, we're at step five. Okay. And so I kind of... I stopped there for a long period of time. Okay. Right. And um, I eventually, you know, I get to my step nines and I do all the little ones first. Okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I own this here. I can do that. And, you know, anytime that I felt a prompting to do a step nine, mm-hmm. I did. Okay. But it wasn't so much like a type of step nine. It was just, I'm sorry. Like, what can I do to make it better? Right. Okay. Instead of, I apologize and it was wrong. Right. Because mm. um, that's how I've been taught to do it. Okay. Right? And so, um, I, yeah. So, I had events in my life where I had to go make amends and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So there was amends that needed to be made with my birth mother. Or sorry, my adopted mother. Okay. And there was no way I was going to do that. But yeah. Like my sponsor knew how manipulative that scenario would be. Yeah. And how easy I could. Like I'm not there right now because yeah. I'm, that's not facing me right now. Well, step nine explicitly says that we do it unless it will injure them or others. Mm-hmm. We are the others. Right. If it is going to hurt you, then we do not do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So good call. Good call yeah. on your sponsor, I think. Yeah, me too. So I just wrote her a letter. Yeah. Right? And then we burnt it. Yeah. I read it to her. I read it to uh, my counselor and another friend. Yeah. Right? And then we burned it. Yeah. And I have never felt so free. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't need to put myself in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you were so, still able to take care of it. 
in that case, it isn't so much the action, but what it says is if we are willing to do it and you mm-hmm. are willing, yeah. we're so willing, you wrote a letter about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only, that's really the only requirement on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So. Um, and then like, I don't know, life, Life has been pretty good. I was like at five, five years sober. I met this guy and I was like, oh dear Lord, like I'm trying to work on myself, right? <laughs> and I could hear God saying, no, he's going to be the one you marry. Hmm. He said, nice try brain, yeah. right? Because I thought it was my own thought. And so I was like, no. Um, but this guy kept coming to meetings that I was at. I would go to NA as well, right? Okay. And um, yeah, it didn't really work for me. It didn't compute with my brain, but okay. I went to be a people pleaser okay. to get more friends. And so- Nothing wrong that. with wanting more friends though. Nothing wrong with no. that. People pleasing, no. yes, but- <laughs> Right. And so, um, this guy kept coming and I kept asking him, what is your name? It's a simple name, Dion. It's Adam. <laughs> and it never computed in my brain, right? Yeah. I never put the name to the face. I just said, I know him. Um, and that didn't really work, right? Okay. And so <laughs> um, I would ask a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, what is his name again? right? Um, because I had an interest in him, but I was fighting within myself. Yeah. Right? And I think your brain was intentionally forgetting it. Yeah. Er, yeah. You know, it's weird guys that our brain does that to us. It does. If we are in certain situations, it'll do things like intentionally forget a person's name. Why? Because it doesn't want you to be happy. It wants you to yeah. live in drama and all this other crap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like, a little while later, um, I had seen him at our Atlanta club out here, and he had a pretty rough night. Okay. <laughs> and so I went up to him, and I was like, he was, like, upset and swear. I'm like, I don't know. I've always been that person to be like, do you want a hug? So I don't know him. No mm-hmm. pun intended, but from Adam. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so I go out to him. I tap him. Well, okay, he's a lot taller than me. So I try to tap him on the shoulder. Probably okay. touch his, like, you know, arm somewhere. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, would you like a hug? <laughs> Again, I don't know where that came from. Uh, and the first words out of his mouth. And remember, he had also just gone through something. Yeah. Really, like. Yeah, it know. sounds like he was so, having a hard time. Yeah. So he, like, to be fair to him, he had just gone through a lot of stuff. And so I asked him the question and he looks at me and he's angry. Yeah. And he says, fuck off. <laughs> what? Okay, thank you. Bye. Is that a no? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I just walked away and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And so I guess, like, I mean, I kept an eye out on him, though. Right? Like, I was always watching him and I didn't know why. 
and he would look at me and I would look away, right? Like, I'm not looking at you. Um, <laughs> so we eventually started dating. Mm-hmm. And then we came to a place where we didn't know what a healthy relationship was. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so, and this was at his one year. And at that time, I was five. Okay. Right? And I'm like, oh, dear boy, like, I don't want to be a, what they call a 13th step. Yeah, he had his year. You're good. <laughs> yeah, right? So I'm like, just wait for the year. <laughs> and, you know what? There's got to be something said for that, Corey. Yeah. I so fucking respect you for saying that thank you that really moved me thank you very much for saying that i love you all right i love you too (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um huh so i didn't know what was going on i had called i've had many sponsors in my sobriety me too so I called a sponsor that I had and I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you like him. And I was like, shut your mouth. Yep. Right? And I wanted to fight her. <laughs> and she, I was like, no, I don't. And, but I had invited him out the um, day of his one year. Yeah. And so... We went for lunch, and at the time, I was on income assistance, which only gave me six, six, ten a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To live on. I don't know how people did that, but anyways. We so, do it. I don't know either, but we pull it off. Right? Yeah. And so, um, we go for lunch, and I tell him I'm paying, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's his birthday. Yeah. And I... I get to the register and I'm like, oh, please, Lord, let me have the money, <laughs> right? Because I didn't know if I had it or not. And I was like, I'm not just paying for my meal, right? And so I had the money. Good. So everything was good. And um, he had a hard time with that. Sure he did. Because he's an old. Alpha I'm the man and I'm old fashioned. We're so full yeah. of crap. <laughs> yeah. So, um, huh. so we go to Tim Hortons and or what you guys would call Starbucks. Um, <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> and um, so we order coffee and we get dome lids, right? Okay. Um, and so I'm like, you know, Adam, I have something to tell you. He's like, okay. And I'm like, I can't do it now. Yeah. Right? Because I wanted to tell him I liked him. So instead, I say, I like Dumbless. <laughs> right? Because, like, I just couldn't get myself to be there. And he's like, okay. I like Dumbless cool. too. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so um, eventually, at Tim Hortons, I tell him I like him. Right. And so he's like, I like you too. And I'm like, I have to make things awkward. I said, Do you like me more than you like your sister? And he's like, Yeah, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was like, Okay. And so we figured this thing called a relationship out. Right. Mm -hmm. 
and we've had bumps along the road sure like any relationship i yeah. would assume and so um um yeah so i moved out because we had, okay we had moved in together eventually right okay um and things um like on my part just i wasn't giving my best mm -hmm. and so um so I decided I was going to move out and, um, you know, just kind of live my life and come back to God. Yeah. And so um, that's what I did. A few months later, he, um, yeah, a few months later, he had come out to Abbotsford and he had a little box and had little dumplings in it. Oh. And he had a ring. Aw. And before... I could get to all those donors that said, will you marry me? Um, I just looked at him because I'm, I, I don't know. I can't think of the word right now. Um, okay. I was like, yeah, yes, I will marry you. <laughs> right. And he had, was just getting down on his knees yeah. at that point. <laughs> so I didn't even let him like verbally ask me. <laughs> um, but like we were walking around and we around this park and he's like I don't know should I do it here and I should have clued in yeah but you know I was like do what <laughs> right <laughs> like, what are you talking about and I was like just wait till dinner right so I'm like Michael managing my our time together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get to the question yeah <laughs> <laughs> however like it was such a perfect place where he asked me to marry him and like you know we had almost two years coming june 8th oh right? great job congratulations june, june 8th yes wow. um seventh i don't i can't remember i'm horrible too <laughs> I'm gonna... <Don't> worry about... <laughs> i've i married i married my wife on my first sobriety <laughs> date so that i would remember it that's how bad yeah. i am so <laughs> Um, and so we've, like, he, he does him, right? Yep. He doesn't do the program. He does what works for him. Yeah. Right. And I'm supporting him in that. And he supports me in doing this thing called Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys have your own programs and, mm -hmm. you know. Because you're, you know, like my wife and I, she hangs out with her higher power all day. She's a normie. And mm -hmm. I hang out with my higher power all day. And then when we come together, we bring all that together. Yeah. Um, exactly. I can't remember the last time my wife and I got into an argument. Been over, mm -hmm. God be well over five years now. Yeah. No, we just don't, we don't. I think that has more to do with the fact that she's more patient than me. <laughs> He has everything to do with that. So, you and I know I know it's kind of hard to cover. I mean, we've actually mostly been talking about what life is like now, but you know, um, why don't you kind of why don't we kind of go over that? What is life like for you for you now? You're obviously happily married, which is yeah. obviously. Pro are you guys gonna have kids? Um. Yes. We are like. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So nothing better than, than grandkids so <laughs> yeah so you know 
thank you again for coming on and 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 sharing. Uh, you know, I I really like the fact that we switch this over to let people just kind of talk because sometimes we tell our stories over and over and over again. We kind of want to cover different things. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we did today. But I'm going to tell you something that I noticed because mm -hmm. this uh, I don't meet very many people that do. But God doc talks directly to you. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Yeah. That's, that's amazing stuff. I've met probably two other people like that. And I've met, and I've met a lot of people. Um, and the thing is, they usually don't even know that it's happening. Mm -hmm. But wow, what a God consciousness, man. Great job. Fantastic. Okay. You know, um, is there anything that you'd like to say before we wrap up? Um, I feel like if anybody is listening to that, well, okay, obviously people are. <laughs> they better. <laughs> um, who are if you, how about if you made it this far? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you have made it this far, um, just keep holding on, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's sexual stuff. Like, it does matter. That's yes. not what I mean, right? Like, we are here for anybody who is struggling with sexual addiction to alcohol, whatever, drugs, cutting, you know, just reach out, right? Okay. Because a lot of people do care. Yeah. Well, and I, and I hear exactly what you're saying because our motto, one of our mottos is when anyone anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of AA to be there. And for that, I am responsible. Mm -hmm. And we take that seriously, even in our, um, Corey and I go to the same AA group. We're, we're starting one up um, and we're telling everybody, we don't care what addiction it is. Come on in. Mm -hmm. We have some overeaters yeah. in there. We got normies showing up. We got, I don't think there is such thing as a normie. Somebody's, you've got an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Give me yeah. five minutes. I'll figure it out. <laughs> don't you worry. So. But I think, you know, and I think what we're coming down to here is it doesn't matter. It does matter, but we don't care where you came from or what happened to you. Obviously, we care. We always got to say that we will greet you with open arms. Mm -hmm. That's what we do here is we help people out. Um, the life that we live works for anybody. Mm -hmm. Not many men that I've met, alcoholic or not, that aren't angry. All of them are angry yeah. Yeah. because we were mm -hmm. raised because we were raised wrong. Because women didn't come along and treat us with respect and wait till we had a year. That that yeah. means something to people. Oh yeah, it means oh, yeah. a lot. So and that's uh, the same with women, right? Like yeah. there, like in my case, there was a few men in the program, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't care if I had to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, my, uh, my wife now, you know, when I first met her, I was 19, 18. She was 17. She came to work at Skipper's. I was, a, I was the uh, assistant manager. And from the moment I saw her, I fell in love with her. Mm -hmm. And I asked her for that, for her phone number that day. And she said, no and would not give me her phone number for three months. Okay. <laughs> By this time, I knew where she lived. I knew. <laughs> I'd show up while she was working, fill out compliment cards. She kept all of it. Aww. She kept everything. 
I also got sober at that time. I would become homeless and I would, mm -hmm. and I would get sober and start on my 12 years. Um, so um, she saved my life that last time and she saved my life this time. Yeah, because she pulled me back from California and moved there to drink myself to death. She said, nope, you're coming back here. We're getting married. You're going to get your kids back. And she said, mm -hmm. I know you don't want to yet, but I'm going to love you till you can learn how to love yourself and get sober so I can have yeah. my Dion back. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me sober, guys. <laughs> so thank you again so much, Corey. I've been waiting months to interview you so i'm really glad that we got to do this so all right everybody thank you for listening um if you'd like to tell your story please reach out to myself or jill um you know even if you'd like to cover a topic anything else there was so much in this there's so much that that it would be hard for me to narrow down um what we talked about in this so i'm gonna leave it open I'm going to let everybody know that I love you. You know I do. Peace out and have a day.